Blog Talk Radio. Mozart, think Mozart, huh? 
The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do as they shot. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any so lost. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of the meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, 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 peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your host for the evening, Red Pill, Brother Red Pill, here joined by my brother, Blue Pill. Peace. I'm in the building. Peace to you and yours. Peace, family. All right. Welcome back to another explosive episode of KTL Radio. Yes. Yes, indeed. Peace to the family and peace to all of the callers. Uh, let's get right into it. All right, Blue? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, family, we're going to bring our guests for the night in uh, earlier than the uh, regular monologue and warm-up. So, call her from the 646-387. Peace. Welcome to Nota Ledge Radio. Peace, Blue Pill, Red Pill, Lloyd Strayhorn. How are you? Peace. Peace to the girl. Greetings to the legend. Welcome back um, to KTL Radio. You know, it's your first time here for the 2016 uh, quote-unquote year cycle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It is an honor to have you here, as always. And we are gathered here for a very special episode. Yeah, uh, in fact, uh, we have been talking about uh, for the last uh, year or so um, about the numbers. And what's interesting is even more appropriate, it seems, in light of what's going on right now with tomorrow's drawing uh, being, believe it or not, $1.4 billion for People who don't understand, believe it or not, is simply $1,400,000,000. It's a whole lot, okay? But the state weren't always into the numbers, but other people were. Anyway, as an astronumerologist, I did a piece on a gentleman, because numbers are very popular in especially communities of color, always has been. Uh, the numbers were more than just playing the numbers in our communities, uh, which I think a lot of people don't quite understand. Playing the numbers in Harlem generated jobs, uh, created a lot of side businesses. It kept a lot of people employed, although they didn't have a 1040, 1048, 1099 form. W-2, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, but it kept kept people working. And what happens is... uh, 
It was simply a way to of, of meeting other needs in the economically starved community, which even today sometimes our communities are starved. Yet we're very rich because financially it is said of African Americans across this nation that our spending power alone is over a trillion dollars. Now let's say we had a consciousness about how to spend every penny, every nickel, every dime. I would say we would have respect overnight. I could do not. But we are, as people of color, are sometimes referred to as liquid money, which means anybody can come in our communities. We spend up a storm. We don't understand the principles of uh, circulating money. But then again, it's not that we don't understand. We were never taught. We were never taught in our families, which is to pass it on to your children, they pass on their children so they can become more economically about how they spend their money, where they spend their money, who they spend their money with. Um, but anyway, there was a, a number system developed in the Harlem community that spread throughout that led eventually to the states getting into the business of, of lottery playing too. Um and it all started with a gentleman named Casper Holstein. Now, interestingly enough, gentlemen, I thought Casper Holstein was somebody else other than who he was. Until I did some research and saw that when I looked at his image, he is a man of African descent. A man distinguished, born in St. Croix, immigrated. Uh, huh? <laughs> no, I said big up. I just yeah. want to share a brief story with you. Casper yeah. Holstein was always taught to me by my grandfather, whose name is Lloyd as well. Mm. Lloyd Thomas told me to elevate this man, do whatever, whatever I can do with my machine and my platform to tell the story about this man that came from St. Croix, my grandparents' uh, birthplace, you know, where my roots are from as well. Sure, so, sure. I had to come to Lloyd to make it happen. I've been, you know, I've been hollering at you for a minute about yeah, but this that's program. We've been talking yeah. about this for a minute. So it is nice in light of the fact that the Time lottery right. games, once the states have taken over, the government has taken over. You see, now, tomorrow, it's uh, over an unheard of $1,400,000,000. Uh, but you can thank this little brother named Casper Holstein. Where he got his name from, don't know. But I know he is a person of African descent. He is black, for those that may not get that. And uh, when he came here, he came here in 1894. Uh, uh, he graduated at 18. He attended high school in Brooklyn. He also served in the Navy. Uh, it was later he was hired as a porter and a bellhop to work on a company down on Wall Street, and by the way, that company was the Wall Street Journal, the one that people read, the one that Murdoch just took over recently. Um, And uh, it was there that uh, Casper Holstein took an interest in the stock market, how the system worked, and one day sitting among his mops and brooms in his hot janitor's closet, he came up with the idea of playing the numbers, as we would call it. And what happens is he uh, went on to develop uh, this whole system of playing numbers and wind up making a tremendous fortune in the numbers game. And in fact, he operated his Harlem office 
here on 136th Street, just off 8th Avenue. And when he was at the height of his numbers game, he was making almost 12 G a day. Now, got to understand, 12000 a day today is a lot of money. We're talking about $12,000 a day in the early 1920s where a quarter would get you some milk, get you some eggs, get you some meat, get you some bread. A quarter, a quarter, okay? Just a quarter. And you still got four more quarters left over before you get to the dollar. So I would say by today's standards, it had to at least be almost three or $400,000 or more a day. Uh, he was very selfless. He set an example, as most of the older hustlers would do, treat kids to uh, Bear Mountain, treat them to summer camps, help pay rent. All, not only just Casper Holstein, but all these old brothers. Now, I don't know how the newer brothers in the number game are working nowadays, but in those days, they really not only made money, but they took care of the community because it was a community that was making them wealthy in that sense. And at least, thank God, they had the presence of mind to take over and and provide for summer camps, pay for kids' educations, a whole lot of things. If you talk to the elders who are now probably in their 70s and 80s or late 60s, 70s and 80s, they could tell you, yeah, we went to Bear Mountain. We went to this camp. We went to Palisade Park or whatever the case is, all underwritten by those in the number game. And, And he set the tone. Uh, in fact, one of his well-known generosities, he was known to be generous with his fortune. He donated to black colleges, churches, causes, countless children in the Harlem community. He aided the career of many Harlem Renaissance writers. In fact, what people don't know is he created the annual Holstein Prize Award at the time called the Opportunity Contest, where $1,000 was given for fostering creative literature or literary expression among um uh, among Negroes at that time, County Cullen, uh, Zora Neale Hurston, you know, things of that nature. But needless to say, many of these writers in time became known in their own right because of what he did. When the headquarters of the UNIA in Harlem was almost in default with the mortgage, Casper Holstein bought the mortgage to the building. Okay? So therefore, that Marcus Messiah Garvey could continue his work in Liberation. See, these are the things they don't talk about. These are the things that, you know, that, okay, the guy's numbers, but he was also very supportive. But again, he had the foresight of understanding that, hey, man, you know, all that I make come from all the people that surround me. But nowadays, it seems like every man is for himself. But he owns some of the finest buildings here in Harlem. He owned a slew of expensive cars, a beautiful home in Long Island thousands of acres in the land of Virginia. But what happened is, though, right behind him came a sister, a a dynamic sister, who was born in the West Indies. Her name was uh, Stephanie St. Clair. It was actually Stephanie St. Clair in the 43s. She was born the same year. No, actually, she was born 10 years uh, later than Casper Holstein. He was born in 1876. She was born in 1886. But when she came to Harlem, she was so impressed with Casper Holstein and what she was doing that she ran an operation called uh, the Dragon Lady and the 40 Thieves. Because people hear about the 40 Thieves, but the 40 Thieves started with this lady, uh, Stephanie St. Clair. 
and she operated her business out of 141st, four, excuse me, 144th Street between Lenox and 7th Avenue. I got I got my teeth pulled. I told Brother Blue today, so I'm getting my little. So if I kind of stumble with the words a bit, it's, it's okay. Um, uh, but they took he took she took the number game to a whole nother level. She drew the attention of the mob that later led to turf battles over the lucrative enterprise. She was born in St. Martinique. She was born in are Martinique. We, are we making reference to the queen? Yes, we are making reference to the queen. They called her queen. Indeed. But for the hustlers in the community, they call her affectionately the dragon lady because she didn't play. But they called her queen or queenie affectionately. You are better believe it. So whoever did, your granddaddy or somebody told you right. Okay? But she... Um, immigrated to the United States in 1912 by way of Marseille from France. And within 10 years of, after getting here, this elegant but tough-as-nail French-speaking woman, she made some bold and daring moves only 10 years later in 1922. And seeing the potentials of what Casper Holstein developed and the money he was making, she took 10 Gs of her own money. you got to understand, this was before taxes, this is before inch, all this stuff. This is when a nickel went a long way, guys. We ain't even talking about dollar bill. But she took 10 G's of her own money and opened up a numbers bank in Harlem on 140th Street and 7th Avenue. So when I walk these streets of Harlem since I live here, they have a whole lot of meaning to me. Not only that, but Malcolm X walked these streets, Paul Robeson walked these streets, uh, you know, uh, you know, my Angela walked these streets. I mean, my, I mean, it's just Adam Clayton. Yeah, Adam Clayton. Marcus Garvey. Yeah, we can Marcus name Garvey. tons and tons the and legend. tons and tons. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 fortunate to live in such a unique community that has such a a tremendous impact on people of color. And um, so, what happened Facts. after that? Hold on, hold on a minute. Yeah. Oh no, I was gonna do something, but it didn't work. Now you could continue, brother. And I also okay, wanted now, to just now, reference. So, so Madam, so how, so Stephanie Saint Clair was known by, as you said, Queen or Queenie. She was also known as Madam Saint Clair, Madam Queen. Uh, but the hustlers, as I said, referred to her as the Dragon Lady and her forty thieves. And they had that kind of reputation that even the white gangsters didn't mess with them. Okay, and it was later with the coming. Great Depression, a successful attempt was then made against the Dragon Lady, not only to uh, for her powers, but her extraordinary gifts, abilities, because let me tell you this, after the attempt was made, even though it was unsuccessful initially, and because of her persuasiveness and her extraordinary leadership abilities within a year's time, she accrued a worth of hope for a half a million dollars with over 40 number runners, 10 bankers known as known as controllers. Excuse me about that, guys. Um, so, I'm, I'm, so and, and see, people don't have to take my word for this. People can do the research. The beauty blue pill and red pill about today's, today's uh, thing is information is so available, so uh, readily available where you can just look it up for yourself. So I don't want people to just take my word for it, but I think as you go into more research, you begin to really, really appreciate persons like Casper Holstein and uh, the Dragon Lady, Madam Queen. So at any rate, though, um, 
Uh, where, where was I talking about? Okay. So anyway, after that, though, within the year, she included all. Yeah, of that. you were speaking about the attempts on um on her life. I believe that uh, that well, the Dutch were trying to make a move on her on her business. It wasn't the attempt on her life, but it was the attempt to take control of her business, which eventually did take place um, when Doug Schilt came yeah, into, yeah, because there was a politician down on Wall Street that pulled Dutch Schilt's coat to uh, the, the money game that was made in Harlem. And that was when the depression of, uh, and in fact, prohibition went into this country on January the 16th of 1920. And uh, so that's what led to the Depression. So by 1929, it was all, like, really crazy. But it was um, a politician. In, um, in fact, he was, a, he was a Democratic boss out of Tammany Hall named James J. Hines. And he brought the attention of the profitability the, of, of the numbers game to the attention of Doug Schultz. He, Lucky Luciano, Frank Costello, Bugsy Siegel, My Lancey, and others – began to move into this community and muscle their way into the numbers game. And so, but what their purpose was, was just another way of making up for money they've been losing in the liquor business. But what happens, just getting back though, uh, what led to it was how could money be made from people in those days of Harlem playing the numbers with nickels, dimes, and pennies? But it, what it was, it was the volume. It was the volume that mattered. It was such a volume of nickels, dimes, and pennies coming in each day that it was, it was impossible to lose. So numbers was played out of barbershops, salons, beauty salons, pool halls, restaurants, all that stuff. Um, so, but what happens is one of the more modern persons uh, leading up to it, um, uh, born in 1905, that Madame St. Clair took under her wing was this guy named Bumpy Johnson to this day, although he passed away on July 7th of 1965, he has a reputation to this day, this like legend in the streets among the number runners, uh, the numbers game period, um, because she had him as her bouncer. Um, uh, he, anything she needed to get straight, that would be done. And speaking of Bumpy Johnson, his name originally was Elworth Bumpy Johnson. He was born the eighth child on October 31st of 1905 in South Carolina, okay? But he came here at age, into New York at age 15. Uh, in fact, he went to boys' high school um, in Brooklyn, I think. And um, he got the name Bumpy. See, some, if you look in Wikipedia, they say he got the name Bumpy from a bump on the back of his neck. No. He got the name Bumpy because I spoke to his, his granddaughter. No, his daughter. Excuse me, not his granddaughter. I spoke to his daughter. I interviewed his daughter. And he said, she said he got the name Bumpy because, you know, on the, you know, on the basketball court, he would be bumping dudes around. So that's how they referred to him as Bumpy. But he was tough from, from Jump Street. And so the name stuck. He was known for his style of wearing the latest vines, as they used to call it at that time, which is clothes, having a knot in his in his uh, fist, which was another term or slang for money. Um, so when he was established, all these outward tra trappings, so it wasn't just his appearance, the fact that he was absolutely fearless, and he was known for his temper. He feared no man, black, white, or indifferent. He, it was rumored he carried both a knife and a gun. 
Um, and it was Madame, again, St. Clair, who brought him into the 40 Thieves. So it shows you how all these things are connected. But we'll see, okay, they did a piece on Bumpy Johnson, then, but they've never done anything on a Holstein or Madame St. Clair. Um, but in fact, when, she, when St. Clair, because there's so much history with this guy that I did, she started pulling the coat how the police were corrupt and tapping into her money, payoffs and everything. And then so when they ignored her, she went to the Amsterdam News and made it public, okay? Then they really stamped down and stuff. But when the commission uh, thing came out, she testified, and a whole lot of help has fell as a result of that. But whoever this sister was, she was no joke, and she wouldn't be intimidated. And Bumpy was one of those, too. Um, but what happened is with the takeover eventually of Doug Schultz coming in to control the numbers game in this community, Bumpy had his – they knew that when they approached Bumpy, it wasn't about threatening him. It wasn't about selling him the wolf tickets, and none of that worked with him. They had to approach him differently. But as a result of that, he was given control over the numbers game in Harlem and enforcing their policy. So if one wanted to establish a numbers game, they had to come to Bumpy. Uh, um, he was known in the mob as the persuader, one who settled things quietly without the press getting involved, uh, which was to be avoided at all costs, of course. And despite his reputation, he did have a humane side. He played chess, by the way. Um, he wrote articles that appeared in magazines. Um, he was referred to as the Robin Hood of Harlem, as I told you, giving away cash, donations, sponsoring bus rides, block parties, pay for kids, college education. It just wasn't bumpy. It was all those brothers around his time that had the same mindset. They understood that the money they were making and enjoying was coming from the same people they were living among. And they at least had enough sense to give back to the community. Nowadays, nobody don't want to give back nothing to nobody. I got this. This is all mine, and you got to get yours. And maybe this, then maybe this may explain why some of the conditions we're in, although with the so-called integration and all that stuff, sometimes it's like crazy. But anyway, anyway, uh, getting back to that, he was known uh, in and out and had a, and for example, if somebody had a problem with the rent, he go talk to the landlord if needed. Um, uh, it was this and no more fanfare on the business side. He had a company. It was a roach exterminating concern. It was called Palmetto Chemistry Company at 2459 Second Avenue on the southwest corner of 126th Street in Harlem. And on those rare occasion, guys, when they'd ask him what's his reputation, he would say he was an exterminator. Actually, he wasn't lying because it could have been both ways. He would exterminate you physically or I guess exterminate the roaches or whatever critters that needed to be in that way. So he has served time in Sing Sing, Danbury, Leavenworth, Atlanta, Danamora, Alcatraz, uh, a total of a little bit more than over 30 years, too. And he was finally released in 1963. And despite, again, his tough, his tough persona and um, well-read reputation, he directed his attention to dig this philosophy, history, poetry, as I said, several of his poems were published in literary reviews. Dig that, okay? It was on the morning of July the 7th that uh, in famed Wells Restaurant. And Wayne, uh, Wells Restaurant, by the way, for the Harlemites, uh, was located on the corner of, of West 132nd Street on the uptown side of 7th Avenue. But what Wells Restaurant was known for more than any restaurants in Harlem at that time was chicken and waffles. 
Now, everybody and their mother be serving you chicken and waffles, but that's where it came from. And so uh, that was it. But as a, in terms of the numbers today, um, even the 60s, there was a, a gentleman, a prominent uh, Bronx number banker called James Lawson. He was the one that tried to get Harlem to go legit. He actually approached New York City about turning it into a legal enterprise, which eventually it did. And um, uh, because New York did start running the lotteries in uh, 1978, and despite the legalization of the lottery game, though, numbers are still played all around in the streets, and there's several reasons. First of all, the number game in Harlem, believe it or not, guys, still employed thousands of people in the community. Not only that, where in New York, where New York will pay you 500 to 1 if you hit for a dollar in the street, they still pay you 600 to 1. Um, and if one loses a state ticket, your lottery ticket you get from the state and you lose it, tough luck. But if you, you don't have to go through all that with the number runners. Uh, so there's a lot of difference. But I don't mean to bore you, but guys, but this is a long history. And so people, when they're enjoying playing these lotteries, they need to understand the origin of where it comes from. And it happens to come from a man of color. Brother, never will you be boring us. This is game that you're spitting here. These are, these are gems. These are rare diamonds, blue diamonds, blue and red diamonds. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, brother. Yeah, no question. The game is to be sold. Nah, real talk. Like, they, you know, we from, we all, we all shaking, uh, shaking, baking Harlem, and they say that the game is to be sold in these streets. And they say it in the boardrooms. And they say it in other places where intelligent men sit down and, and build. So you're giving a game right now, and it's beautiful. And I, I, I see the move. You know, I, I, you're painting a picture, and um, it's wonderful because I'm so honored to be a part of that, you know, tradition and, and, and that lineage. Me too, me too. And it's you interesting, I happen to live on 136th Street, which is right down the block from where he had his uh, – Holstein, Holstein had his uh, – uh, and, and what, exactly. And what do you know globally? Uh, what is your superpowers? What is what now? What is your powers? Like, what is your your superhero powers? It's numerology. Well, it's interesting that when you say that, um, we happen to be for this new year in the year of the nine, which is global, universal, worldwide yes. reaching, galaxy reaching. Uh, nine has always been the number of uh, completions. It's been the number of finalities. It's been the number of closures and endings and terminations. And on the other side, it's been a, a cycle where those goals and dreams that have been put on hold can now reach some form of manifestation in reality. It is a cycle with, that brings out the best in people. On the negative side, though, which concerns me, it is ruled by Mars, the war planet. Mars governs Aries and Scorpio, respectively. Um, it it will governs, uh, because it's ruled by Mars, known as the war planet, it means dangers from knives, dangers from guns, dangers from sharp instruments, dangers from conflicts. So all these things this year will be more manifest. So people... If you see somebody want to get in an argument, don't let them bait you into joining them into the beat, okay? Because then it'll be hard to get out of. Uh, so for people, uh, I would say for everybody that's listening, 
they need to be careful handling guns. Actually, no one should be handling guns at all in that sense. But this is a gun-crazy society. But each year, more people kill themselves through suicides. And I thought the gun was empty uh, type of scenarios than any other thing. And so, so be careful with knives, right. guns, instruments, explosions, conflicts. Yes. Knowing yes. what it is that you know as a numerologist, as stating what you just stated, when you look at the news and you see Obama make this um, public announcement or town hall meetings about guns, and he says that one of the main reasons that he's addressing guns at this particular time is because the high suicide rate amongst uh, Caucasian males. Do you see all of that coinciding with this particular numerical frequency of the year nine? Yeah, because this is what nine rules. It rules things where uh, dangers to the life by way of guns and knives and sharp instruments, explosions, conflicts, uh, fender benders, car accidents, things of that nature. And um, to the president, his credit, um, he is in a year that's actually considered his good luck cycle. Uh, during previous radio show, guys, I explained at the time that his second term would be better than his first term, and it's proved to be true, because the Affordable Care Act, which is a proper name for which they want to um, call Obamacare, those are what are called charged words. It's, it's a word that when you hear it, you you know, you get worked up and stuff. But it's really the Affordable Care Act. It stood the test of time. It's gone through the Supreme Court. And they've even tried the 60-second time, which is, you know, the definition of kind of like stupidity, you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, you get the same results. So no matter how many times they've taken it to the Supreme Court, the answer has always been come back and nay. So you would think they would get it and spend the time really helping the president move to where he is. I am very glad as a Leo, he took it upon himself to use executive orders. To this day, he is one of the few presidents who use the least amount of executive orders. But of course, if he uses any, they'll say it's too much, but they had no problems with George Bush. They had no problems with Ronald Reagan. Uh, I, I guess that's how it goes. It's kind of like blindsided. But uh, the point is you're going to see a lot of things happening. But at the same time, though, this year says this for all of us is a good time to bring out the best in others, which brings out the best in ourselves. That's the, the main thing. And it is a cycle that really promotes peace, too. So what, what I think in the irony of with all these now wars that have been escalating since October through now and tend to get to a more dramatic, that people are going to get tired of that nonsense and think of some ways and means to kind of calm all of this down, I pray, before this year is over. But for Aries, Scorpio, and Leo, this is a year, and anyone out there born on the 9th, 18th, or 27th of the month, this is your year, too. Hello? Now, can I ask you, how does that work with a year number coinciding with your personal year number? So if I have a personal year number, but you're telling me that this is also, you know, a nine-year benefiting um, Aries, Mars, Scorpios, and my personal year number is saying something different than my than the, the annual quote-unquote year number, how does one reconcile that? How do you weigh that? I think... Brother, that is a brilliant question because there are two phases. There's the universal year, which means what the entire universe is going through, okay? Then there is the personal year, which means, okay, later for the whole world stray, uh, what's up with me? That's your personal year. 
the universal year 2016 is a nine. If I do the universal year for 3033, it'll be the year of the nine. So no matter whether I go back in the past, the present, or the future, it will always be the universal influence. However, there's your personal influence, and that is determined by adding the month and day you were born. So let's say if you have somebody born on a March the 30th, well, March added to the 30th, added to and adding 30 plus 19, uh, 2016 would add up to a total of a single digit of a six. So that means this person born on March the 30th, March the 12th, Hold on. March the yeah. 23rd. Let's do November 14th. 1975. It's my seven personal year number from what yeah, I understand. exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So I would say to take you guys, for example, being Scorpios, which I think is interesting because that's the second sign that's most favored this year, okay, um, that you would be passing through what is called a seven personal year, taking November the 14th, adding it to 2016, adding all those numbers across it equals to a single digit of a seven. What's interesting, what I didn't tell you, that Casper Holstein was a seven. He was born on the 7th of December, a Sagittarius 7, born in 1876. But anyway. Oh, um, there you go. He's a sad. So your, your personal year is uh, spiritual in nature, where the nine universal year is more spiritual in nature. I mean, physical, physical. Nine represents a physical ending of things, a relationship, a bad habit, a bad way of thinking, negative people, negative environments. Mm -hmm. But the seven is a cycle of spiritual where you go within yourself and you begin to ask those questions. What do I call myself doing? You know, you begin to look at your life. So if you guys open up church, I mean, open up the new year in church or at home or in prayer or simple meditation, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Because that's kind of what I would expect in the seventh cycle. It's a period of reflection, a period where you stop looking, listen to question why you've been doing what you've been doing, what you call yourself doing, what does all that mean, what have been the consequences, and what does it mean as you move forward. It's a cycle where you have interesting dreams because dreams will reveal themselves in terms of it. And I tell people, even if they don't know how to interpret the dream, Ask yourself, how did you feel from the dream? When you woke up, did you feel nervous? Did you feel cool? Did you feel happy, elated, depressed, or whatever the case is? Because that could be, in other words, because dreams can be interpreted symbolically, too. Um, so it's also a cycle where you guys should go away for, to get away from the noise, the confusion, the drama, and go somewhere, as I used to say, the sand, the sea, sun where you can kind of like, okay, guys, okay, what are we going to do next? We've done this. We've got that done. Mission accomplished. What do we need to do as we move forward into the new year of 2016? So getting away, either both together or separately and apart, would be well, and especially by water. Water would be very soothing to you guys this year. And so the people that will wind up helping you this year will be under the signs of Pisces and Cancer, or anyone born on the 7th, the 16th, or the 25th of any month. And it says, guys, especially since 7 is spiritual and magnetic, not to chase. In physics, if you put a magnet next to the object close enough, it will come to it, the magnet. 
However, if you change the magnet around, turn it around, change the polarity, and push it to the object, the object will actually move away. So what it says, gentlemen, is what you think about is what you will attract. So let's say one of you two guys walking around saying, well, oh, man, I don't have no money. Or, yeah, man, we ain't got no money. Well, the source from the side of you and will make sure you have no money. It will fulfill what you're thinking, what you're saying. So, so if money has been a challenge and you need more money to expand your show, expand the outlet, the outreaches of the states or whatever the case may be, whatever you feel your next stage is, you guys put it on the mental screen of your mind and let go and let God. Uh, a relationship between one or both, you might have a need for this, that, and the other emotionally or relationship-wise. Put it on the mental screen of your mind. See a happy ending. Let go. Let God. The key is always end with a happy ending and walk out of the mental out of the mental movie of your mind, the theater, whatever you might go to, and then just let go. Don't even think about it. I think oftentimes, guys, we want to reach to the creator for help, but then we got nerve to tell them how to get it here, too. Well, I wanted so-and-so, and I need it right now, and I need it yesterday, and, and I need it, you know, so-and-so to come through. But sometimes it don't always work like that with the source. The source has myriads of ways, countless ways, miraculous ways of bringing things to you when you least expect it. If you yeah, let the source every, be, Everything that you've been describing has been my 2016 thus far. You know, yeah. it's just been it's been amazing, amazing thus yeah. far. Yeah, yep. the dreams of deja vu feeling, and it's also guys of secrets reveal. When I tell a person going through a cycle like you're doing, secrets reveal, they kind of misinterpret it. Oh, okay, man, it's going to be bad, mean, dark, sinister, shameful. It's not that at all. You guys may discover that you have musical gifts. You guys may go somewhere. Fiddle around with some instruments, and Blueville got a, a, a gift for this, and Redfield got a gift for that. But it brings out best in you, and you may find out other things about relatives, or you know how we always got a missing puzzle about a relative or something that we're not quite sure. Well, more than likely in this cycle year that you guys are going through, some of those question marks that need to be answered will come to light. That's what that's about. Absolutely. I can definitely uh, so, sit here and say that that was all the way on point. All right. So 2016, we're not chasing them. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, think of yourself as in a magnetic cycle, and what you want, you think about it. You know how you see no, those that sci-fi movies where the no. guy focuses, you know? It's like in the Matrix. I wish, the you mind, know, the power of the I mind. hope that... There are particular people that are listening into this call tonight that can call up and back up my stories when I get to telling them, don't make me no liar. But even today alone, I experienced that, like, magnanimously, you know. And just this whole weekend, this whole magical experience in Miami, in Atlanta, has been a testament, you know, to, like you said, just being in the workshed of the mind, where you, know, you 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 build great edifices without the sound of hammers and the banging of nails and things of that nature it, it's all in the workshed of the mind you know we just create our reality yeah you know so, and and being able to share and impart this information you know is is really is magnetizing and connecting with people they see the possibilities too so i guess coming from people two twins that are having 
seven years and 77 is the pillars and 77 is my numerical number where you add my name up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just magnanimous, man. It's just, you know, it's resonating. So is also the number of knowledge which explains you guys' philosophy about no raising the awareness through knowledge, research, interviews, information, like when I heard when you guys had Dr. Africa on. I mean, I mean, all these brilliant people you have. And yes. um, I think it will serve the community well. It's going to be a documentary history, oral history of what you guys have made in a contribution to still keep in the minds of people that this is a great community and out of this community come great individuals too. Yes. Like I said, you know, this is community that my my grandfather, my grandmother, my mother, all of my siblings are part of, you know what I'm saying? So before it was anything external, it was always family. These are the mm-hmm. people that my, my family pointed to, you know, when I was growing up that told me about, you know, Casper Holstein. I, I learned about Lord Strayhorn before I met Lord Strayhorn. I knew about Simon Templar before I knew about Simon Templar. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, you know, yeah. You um, know, yeah, all, all of these legends have preceded themselves by their good works and their contributions to global culture. You know what I mean? And now we have a platform where we we get to acknowledge one another and open up the space to allow the other great ones in the audience to come forth and do their thing. So, yeah, I'm I'm just honored to be in this space, in this place, and, and you know, get into 2016. And, you know, I deal with the law of 44, so, you know, four times four is 16, and they mm-hmm. ushered in this, yep. this 44-year, 44-year-old yeah. uh, gorilla named Coco did a, a reading <laughs> on, you know, he did a reading uh, uh, where he said, you know what I'm saying, he loves man and he loves, you know, uh, civilization, but man is killing nature. Man is killing civilization. Man is so stupid he needs to understand. So even a, a monkey gets it, you know what I'm saying? A yeah, chimp, yeah. These people yeah. think that they evolved from a chimp, so I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> if that's the case and a chimp get it and, and you niggas don't, like, What's really going on? Like a chimp gets it. A monkey. He gets it. You know what I mean? But uh, I would say for the most part, guys, we may have the intellect, but a lot of common sense goes right out the window, too. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, so that's how it works. So, so um, I'd like to be able yes. to another 15 minutes to... Are there any people that want to call in? If not, we can keep talking because I can talk about this forever. Yes, let's do that. Let's find out if we have any callers in the call queue that want to add on and give the family I mean, a chance yeah. to participate. They One thing that I do want to add on, I just yeah, wanted to ahead. co-sign. When you were talking about us being near the water, you know, when, when we're going to talk up, we're going to do a recap about the weekend that we just had in Miami, Florida. I'm not sure if you knew we were out there when you were saying that we well, needed to be uh, on the weekend. Well, I think Blue Hill told me earlier today, but let me say this, though. Miami is surrounded by water, so that would have been an ideal spot. So it should have been a rejuvenating experience for you guys, especially it was so rejuvenating. 
for the year? Lord, you know when you go somewhere and you know that that's where you're supposed to be because you get char- because of just the energy and just the the, the feeling that you get. Mm-hmm. Like in, that that was right there, and I'm talking about it went all across the border, and then we had an experience on um, Lincoln Road that even verified everything. I mean, like we need witnesses because I, I don't even want to get into it, but it was almost like, you know, it was almost like a coronation. Yeah, but see, when you have a certain consciousness, you are aware to tune into these things. Actually, we all have it. It's just not encouraged to be developed. That's all. Like guys are just as intuitive or if not better than women in intuition. But we men are programmed or taught or encouraged not to follow intuition. Well, that's being silly. You got to, you know, it's all got to make sense. It's all got to be prepackaged. It's all got to have its its bowls in place and everything structured and organized in a way where intuition and feelings and hunches don't work like that. You can go to mm. a place, which is why you can feel right at home. You can go to another place, man, as soon as you get there, you're ready to leave. Although you got four more days moving forward before you do get up out of there. So it's it's so you're absolutely right. The nations and cities and names of, of everything uh, sets off a, a frequency that can promote harmony or disharmony depending on upon the person under that space. Indeed. Before we get absolutely. to the just Yes, brother. Um, I just wanted you to reference the character in the series Boardwalk Empire that went by the name of Dr. Narcisse Valentine. He happened to be uh, from Trinidad, and it was said that his character was written in the, um, he was a depiction of Casper Holstein. Uh, this is played, played by Jeffrey Wright. Okay, I'm not familiar with this person, but I would like to know more because in my newer book that's going to be out in several months, uh, I'm going to include the numbers game as a chapter in the book, but with more specifics too. I would like to know about this person because if he's had that kind of influence, it may be some tie or maybe I saw his name in my research but didn't get the connection at the time as you're telling me now. No, this this Indeed. was a fictional character on a TV show that just came out named Boardwalk Empire, but they modeled him after Casper Holstein. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I don't I don't watch TV series that much. Like I've heard of no. Empire. It's yeah, yeah. Hot. It no, may be Ball, hot, but Ball, I haven't seen Ball it. Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, not not the um, not the other thing that they came up with afterwards. <laughs> but this was a show on HBO about um. Uh, bootleggers about the Prohibition era um, and the racketers they were running the mobsters through his name was Narcisse Valentine and he was modeled after Casper Holstein he was played by an actor named Jeffrey Wright really yes indeed so they brought him to the main screen Boardwalk Empire it's, it's, oh, it's a legendary series. Yeah. I think that's off the air now, but I heard of it, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's so off the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they introduced... the ball walk out of it. It, it, it made way, it made room for the other Empire thing, but um, it, ah. it did its thing as classical. And then they uh they modeled the queen. Um, They had Jada Pinkett on, 
on a series called Gotham. And she was she had a character named Fish Mooney, and she was modeled after Queen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So these these the these iconic Hulu. figures. Yeah, I mean we know about Hulu. No, there's yeah. people in the audience. I mean, it's worth noting. Yeah, Hulu. it's worth noting. You're right. Yeah, Hulu had the Dutch in it, and they had um, Bumpy, and they had the Queen as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. American Gangster I, has Bumpy in the beginning too. Yes. Yeah. So these are all the legends. These are when, like the brother said, the community was balanced because even the gangsters understood their service to the community. You know, especially if you was touching paper. That um, it was reciprocal. You know what I'm saying? You had to give back because yeah. you're from that community. You don't take and not give. You had to. You, had yeah. to. you know. Well, absolutely right, gentlemen. As a Harlem Definitely. resident, would you care to elaborate on what you think? Where did that tie that tie turn? What happened? What is it Harlem? in the numbers? Yeah, in terms of well, what the um, ideology of hustlers, where. Giving back no longer became a priority. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think I think things have started to change to me in the late '80s, '90s, up until now. They're, now it's not that some don't, some still do, but they are of the older generation. Feel me? Not those that are born in the late 1980s, 90s, early 2000s. Uh, there seems to be a sense of entitlement with that generation, which they now call the millennial, uh, mm-hmm. which has an entitlement attitude. But Harlem has always been a community, and especially, in, and, 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 and this is important, especially before integration where we already knew what the deal was, we all had to get it together and we stuck through it. And uh, where people would have rent parties, if you ask the elders, it would be nothing mm-hmm. to have your doors open. People would come in and out down the hallway, you know, food, cook, share, because we're all in the same boat together. Rent parties to cover my rent this month. Rent parties to cover your rent the next month. And But some of those things are lost, whereby I remember as a kid, the older kids would tell us, the older guys would say, don't be messing with those drugs. Don't be doing this. Don't be doing that. Uh, versus where it is nowadays, they would encourage kids to get involved in something they don't need to be at this point in time, much less they themselves. So Mm. it seems to be a whole different energy in that sense. But Harlem is always going to be Harlem, although there is a a supposedly gentrification going on, if you want to call it that. Uh, And if you accept that, I've always been a lifelong resident of Harlem. I all I plan to intend to be a lifelong resident of Harlem. I don't care how many people from how many cultures come here. Harlem is Harlem, period. Paul, did you know before this gentrification that when you go to the tourist bureau, they will tell you that when people come from all over the world, one of the first sites they want to come to see is Harlem. It's did Harlem. you know that Harlem connects all the bridges that crosses into the Bronx and Queens and um, Brooklyn and things of that nature all all come through Harlem. Most of the bridges. I mean, do you, you know, know that? Huh? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Did you yeah, know it's, that? It's, that mm-hmm. Go ahead, Blue. No, did you know what? I'm listening. Did you know that Harlem technically starts from 96th Street? 
Well, now they've yeah. presented it that it, the, 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 the traditional boundary has always been 110th to 155th Street in the story, okay? Right. Now they've dragged it down uh, a couple of blocks, I'll see, down to 96th Street. Not only that, but they've extended it past 155th Street now, trying to weave Washington Heights as a part of Harlem. No, Harlem has its own distinct culture, characteristics, its own brand, and more importantly, its own history. It has the most churches uh, in this community. I mean, I mean, there's so many historical, did you know, which is why I see tourist groups coming through Harlem every day. I was telling Blue to give you the statistics that uh, Harlem has with foot traffic that's unique uh, than any other place in New York City. Uh, Go ahead. It, was, and it wouldn't surprise me, though. Harlem has mm-hmm. that kind of energy. 900,000 in foot traffic every weekend in Harlem. And it's a unique foot traffic because it's a foot traffic in a shopping district. And um, you know, in an all black shop well, in all it's an all black shopper, an all black community, but it's not an all black shopping district. But um mm-hmm. the outdoor markets that it uh we have in Harlem from river to river, right? Uh it mimics there's not many other outdoor markets that really can you know, that even stand up to that. And when you look at what um the rise in consciousness in Harlem, well I would say the revolution of consciousness because it's the revolving of something that existed before, you will notice mm-hmm. that throughout the years there was a there was a uh Harlem got cleaned up and Harlem got uplifted and Harlem got uh the frequency was uh lifted in Harlem because it was falling. When I was when I first came out there, it was from the uh the Cameron dipset dip era and the bloods and the crypts mm-hmm. and you know, they have pornography outside, open air. They were selling drugs in the streets, open air. You know, it was a lot of mm-hmm. things going on. There was like, you know, now when I get off on Lexington, I'll see a brother selling knowledge. He got the books, book stand set up, boom. Then I'll go by mm-hmm. another brother, the dollars. He sells the dollar DVDs, but he has a section with his consciousness. Then I go across the street, the roster. Then they got the uh, food, the uh, raw food store, and uh, you know. And as you go mm-hmm. all the way up until you get by the brother Sarnetta over by the Apollo, and then even after you pass him, there's um, there's a, a strong presence of information, culture, uh, the legends such as yourself and your uh, peers, your comrades, your contemporaries, you know, the great ones. You know what I'm saying? Happy birthday to mm-hmm. our brother, the warrior scholar, Khalid, Dr. Khalid Muhammad. Okay. Today is his born day. Salute to him. Yeah. We're going to give him his 21-gun salute in a little while. And, um, you know, it's just that uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting place, this Harlem. Yeah, you know I mean? think that's nice. To be yeah, here. Brother Khalid Muhammad was born on the 14th, like you guys, but in the sign of Capricorn, his birthday coming up on Thursday. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So, no, gentlemen, I want to thank you so can I open up the line for one 12th. caller? That's right, it's the 12th. Yes, yeah, the 12th. Can I open up? I got That's two right. callers in a call queue. All okay, right? Good. We're going to get you these callers mm-hmm. real quick. Okay. Caller from the 215-609. Peace. Welcome to KTF. Peace, 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 family. What's good? Peace, peace to the God. 
Peace, man. Peace, man. Peace. Peace to y'all. Happy New Year. Um, I got a quick question, right? It, it came to me in one of my quiet moments, and I, I was bouncing off Rod Cool. We had an interesting dialogue. but So my question is, like, you know, based on the numbers, like this is the, the uh, Gregorian calendar, right? 2016 mm-hmm. of, of Roman Catholic rule. So a lot of different cultures have different calendars. Like, you know, you have Jewish calendars or the Islamic yes, calendar. Do. Yes, they do. And the Chinese calendar. Yeah, you got right, you right. got a boatload of calendars, brother. You're absolutely right, so right about that. I haven't I haven't done the math to see if these numbers in the different calendars correlate to the Gregorian calendar, but that's not even the the matter of relevance. What my question is is if you know we we're looking at it from the aspect of numerology in, in the year 2016, and we can find the significance and the correlations to what all of these numbers derive from and add to you know, in one's own personal life and the universal aspect, right? Is it mm-hmm. possible that the people that prescribe to these other timelines and calendars, is it possible for different cultures to be living in different dimensional timelines at once? You know, that brother, that is a brilliant, brilliant question. I would say to a degree, yes, because different cultures have their calendars, but at the same time, here's how I look at it. If we are no more than a 24 hours apart, for example, right now is Tuesday night, but Wednesday in China. It's right. not Tuesday night here and Friday in China. Feel me? Mm-hmm. It's not Tuesday night here and Saturday night in South Africa. It's not. So, so, so the days are. It's either 24 hours, like China happens to be 13 hours ahead of us. So so I know right now it's Wednesday morning. If it's about 10 o'clock here, it's about 11, 11.30 there in the morning, okay? So, but never, ever, despite what the cultures and the calendars they celebrate, does one culture say, okay, it may be Tuesday for you, man, but it's Saturday for us, okay? And, you know, so... So almost all of them, regardless of the language, regardless of the culture, regardless of the calendar, all tend to be, no matter where you go around the globe, it, the day isn't off no more than 12 hours, like China, ahead of us. Then you have some countries behind us, but never days behind us, days ahead of us. We have some Monday here and a Thursday there, it's a Tuesday here and it's a Friday there, and it's a Wednesday here and it's a Saturday there. That I have not, I've not seen that anywhere. And if so, please bring it to my attention. But no matter where you I, go at and search this planet Earth, we're no more than 24 hours away from each other by days. I got you. Well, my, what I was, I think, um, I'm going to say it a little clearer. I, I feel what you're saying, and that makes absolute sense. And there's no right or wrong to this question. It's just something that I've been thinking about. Um, yeah, it's something that's explored to, but at least you're very observant about that I like. Right, right. Thank you. I appreciate that. And what I'm what I'm really trying to say is do you think that based on the the numerological energies of a particular cal- calendar system of a particular culture could affect societal movements and energies on a on a on a you know, a grand scale, like with the life Oh, of, I see where you're coming live. from. I see where you're coming from. So let's say if there was another calendar. And in that uh-huh. calendar year, it was the year of the six. 
So would that right. be a sixth universal year in their culture? You know what, brother? Right. I haven't explored it, but that's exactly why my book is called Numbers and You, because it's people mm. like you that make me do my research. So now I can see if I can include that in my new book that's coming out. Thank you. You give me another Thank idea. You. Thank you. Thank I, you very I much. I appreciate I, that. You're very welcome. I, I appreciate you. And I think that, you know, it's people living in different dimensions based on those energies of their cultural numerical systems or timelines. So yeah, speak. yeah. Brother, that makes all the sense in the world to me. You know how you, when you hear something, you even though you can't prove it yet or haven't done the research, how it has a ring of truth to it? Yeah. Right. It resonates yeah, so with in you. the Chinese calendar, what's their year? And if so, is that their personal year? Versus right. here in the West with the calendar we use, which is 2016, which is another culture. It could be a whole different year slot for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, and maybe that's why cultural transplants behave differently and they have to assimilate to what's going on, aside from just the, the culture and society, the energy. That could be definitely on point. That would also explain some of the what they would call phenomena or events. Uh, in in the human scale of things that affect that, I'm I'm going to do some research Indeed. on that. Definitely, thank so. you, brother. Thank you very much for that. That's a very you, that's a nice jewel you just dropped on me. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Salute, man. Salute, God. Salute. Salute, my brother. All right. Peace. 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 All right, Lord. We got one more caller. Okay. Let's go to caller from Atlanta. Four zero four five five seven. Peace. Yes. They got to turn their radio down. It's having feedback. Call us on the 111. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Hello. Yes, hello. Hi. Oh, are you talking to me? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm Greetings. sorry because you said Atlanta. Okay, good night or good evening. Where My are name you is Kathy. From? Uh, I'm calling from Europe. So uh, I, I have no number uh, caller ID. That's okay. Don't need one. Welcome, welcome. We were just talking about global. Yes, yep. yes. And uh, I wish I had the same very good question that the next, uh, the previous caller had, because it was an excellent question. And I also thought about that because the Chinese people sometimes it's in January, January sometimes it's in February. So I always thought about that too. But I had a more like personal question if you don't mind. And mm-hmm. I'm not listening so long. I'm only listening like for 30 minutes now. So maybe there's a lot of info that I missed. But I really wanted to talk about, okay, hi, Red Pill, hi, Blue Pill, and hello, Mrs. Treyhorn. I have Thank a question you. for Mrs. Treyhorn. Thank you. Um, um, because I wanted to know about the numbers and stuff. Because I recently turned 40, like 3 January, the 3rd of January this year. And mm-hmm. I always had, like, this intuition about things when I was young. But now it seems like and maybe he can say something about that. It's like 40 opening up or something because it seems like now I see things so much more clear. I have so much more, like, connection with, yeah, I, say, I would say other spirits because I can not, uh, well, like, you know, read people's minds, but... Yeah, I understand him without speaking. What is your name? My name is Kathleen. It is what again? Like Kathleen Smith. Kathleen. Okay, Kathleen. Yes. Um, 
you know, in the Bible, they talk about Jesus wandering in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. Then they made a reference in the Bible to Moses up in the mountain, getting the instructions from the creator or God that led to the Ten Commandments when he came down from the mountains for 40 days and 40 nights. Then there's the allegory of uh, Noah and his family in the ark of the great flood at that time for 40 days and 40 nights. Well, here in the West, they said that life begins at 40. And I could not help but notice how you said since you turned 40 that there is clarity because that's the whole point of getting instructions on top of the mountain, the whole point oh. of wandering the desert for 40 days to meditate, to to go within yeah. self, to be alone, to go to that deeper inner knowing of ourselves, subconscious, kundalini, call it what you want, um, and, and the whole thing of, protection, and we do. This is why youth and wisdom don't go together, Catherine. It will never do. And so that's why in this culture, they want everybody on these jobs and in front of cameras to be young and thus, that, and the other, but yet they don't have the experience. Yes, you will gain the experience over time, but never can anyone come in right off the block and match a person who's had years on the block of that same experience. It, It just don't go like that. I mean, you can wish it to go like that, but it will never do. So the fact that you are seeing it, the fact that you're born on January the 3rd, and the fact that you're 40 and you happen to be in a four-personal year. Now, what I did was I took your birthday, January the 3rd, added it to this year of uh, 2016, and it adds up to a four. Four is symbolic or, or shown as a symbol in numerology as a box. Thus, the person may feel symbolically boxed in physically, emotionally, psychologically, financially, romantically. But in other words, it's saying that now you've got to get yourself together. Now you've got to get a establish a sense of order and purpose in your life and what you do and how you do it. Um, so if you have been from this very busy year you left of 2015 and so busy you didn't even have time to, make up the bed before you ran out, you will find that right now your whole mindset is to establish order, lay the cornerstone or the foundation to some things that are important and meaningful. You're also going to be reconnected with people you haven't seen or heard from in some time, too. Okay, uh, that's possible. And what you said, it uh, resonates with me. And I also wanted to ask something because when I tuned in, you were just uh, finishing up something. I will not ask you to recap the whole thing. But um, you said, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the last thing that I heard was always ended in like a happy place about the thoughts. So uh, could you please uh, say something about that? Because I tried to mention. Yes. Um, you know what happens is that what we find ourselves in has a lot to do with what we've been thinking about for the longest. There's a phrase, you you find what you look for, okay? Yes. If you're looking for trouble, you find trouble. If you look for this, you find that. And what happens is there is all of us, most of us know that to our minds, there are two parts to the mind, the subconscious and the conscious. The conscious is what we're doing now. We're very conscious of our communications with each other. I'm very conscious of your birthday, your name, you're conscious of tuning into blue pill, red pill, calling in. But then there is the more 
deeper side to the mind called the subconscious mind. And what happens is when going through a seventh cycle like the gentleman, the host of the show are tonight, they're in a cycle that says now is the time to tap into the subconscious. The nice thing about it is you don't have to be in this cycle. You can be in any cycle, but how you draw what you want to it is by putting it on the mental screen of your mind. Let's say money was a concern. Then what you do a couple of minutes, morning and evening, is you close your eyes, and then in your imagination, see yourself going to your favorite movie theater, going inside and walking right down the aisle and sitting right in the front center row. Then when you're sitting and relaxing, taking a couple of deep breaths, then your movie comes up on the screen. So let's say yours is a money thing. So you're going to have a money movie, and you're going to see money coming down, checks being written, seeing your bank statements, however you see it in your imagination. My thing is not to tell you how to see it, but only you within your subconscious mind knows how to do it. And then you end the dream happily, a happy ending to the dream. That you walk away, the movie comes to a close, it won't say the end, but it'll say happy endings, and the happy endings will be that you're now free of all debts, free to buy something, free to go on that cruise, free to free to buy that car and let that story in happily, then the movie closed and you walk about your movie theater and that's it. All of it takes only a couple of minutes to do. You People think when you got to get into meditation, you got to go deep. you got to be in it 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour. Not the way the subconscious mind works. And what you're doing is by doing that, you get the uh, five senses on the mental screen. Hear the conversation. Feel, hear yourself writing uh, on the check. Uh, uh, hear your, feel, uh, if it's a love movie, relationship, then you create an emotional movie, you know, uh, sensing the man touching you, hearing him tell you, you know, you were heaven sent, uh, mentally feeling the kiss on your cheek or the kiss on your lips. Uh, but it's getting the five senses into the imagination that only speeds up the subconscious process of bringing to you what you're thinking about. Well, I thank you for this, and please, if you have a little bit more time, I have one more question about what you just said, and about the negative thoughts, because sometimes when I get a negative uh, thought, or, yeah, it is a thought, because I don't speak it out then, <clears throat> and then... To do Hello? Yes? Okay, I'm still Hello? on. Uh, call well, let me say, let me say this yeah, for what it is. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt. All of us, all of us will have some negative thinking. That's the nature of things. We'll doubt ourselves. We'll think negative of this, negative about that, or family or whatever. The key is, dear, not to let that negative thought or idea occupy too much of your time and attention. Don't fight it. Go with it. You know, sometimes we're going to have doubts. Can we do this? Can we do that? Uh, that? That's how it is. It's all a part of the human process of things. It's the yin yin. But the thing but is, it's not too so strong if you just put it away quickly because anything that you think of you manifest. So about the negative well, thoughts, well, then not not it won't manifest immediately. It will manifest over time if you keep dwelling on it. So okay. that's the beauty of it. That yes, there are going to be times we have negative events. There's going to be times we're going to doubt ourselves. But that should not be your daily focus. Waking up every morning, going to bed every morning, man, I'm a failure. Waking up, man, I'm a failure. 
Yes, eventually mm-hmm. you will be a failure. Yes, you will. Okay. Your subconscious mind will finally get it and become what you want it to be. Okay. I thank you for your time, mister. And uh, I'm sure that you will sign your book if I buy it. So I will go to the website and buy your book, and I will get a signed copy. <laughs> thank you. By the way, by the way, young lady, are you still with us? Yes. What part of Europe are you calling from? London? From Holland, okay. Amsterdam. Really? Yeah, really. Excellent. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm glad I asked. Something told me to ask you that question. That's yeah, and the for time dance. here, because we were huh? talking about time, it is like five, a quarter past five in the morning. That's what I'm saying. But it's Wednesday there, but it's still Tuesday here. But never yes, in Wednesday. Amsterdam is it Friday and it's Tuesday here. It's not going to happen. So the world. Well, I thank you, and I will connection. keep listening. Thank, thank you, Red Pill and Blue Pill. Thank you. Yes, bye. Thank you, indeed. Now, you guys got some juice getting a call all the way from Holland, Amsterdam, okay? Trust me. <laughs> I mean, now, we that, were just talking about it, though. I don't know what it is, okay? It's, it, I mean, it's just the ancestors, Brother Lloyd. It's the great divine speaking through sides because we really were just speaking about that right before the, we opened the line. You did not, you did, you did talk about the timeline. You did talk about Europe and the time over there. You did talk about this year being global. So everything comes out in the wash. We got a few yeah. hands in here, man. They ain't trying to let you go, brother. <laughs> well, well, I've got to take one more call. I've really, really got to get off, man. I, uh, okay. Only because I've, I've got so much to do. It's nobody's fault. But no problem. But I would like to come by again and definitely right. I thought it would be a half hour. I'm a little over now, so obviously I'm enjoying myself. Thank you, my brother. Hey, brother. Well, what you know, we're gonna put something together with you very soon. Uh Please. we're definitely gonna hit you up. We're going yeah, we're gonna start doing some video and some other things. So uh we're right there in Harlem with you. You know. So we're very gonna do good. Some stuff. I'd like to join you and, and do one of the shows. I've seen some of your shows on YouTube. One of them was Doctor uh Africa on the hundred twenty fifth street. I've seen other shows. And yes, again, yes, the yes. nice thing that you guys will be known in your legacy for is your ability to raise consciousness through knowledge. You can't go wrong with that. Only a can't hater go wrong with that, right? would have a problem with that. Only a hater. And you're going to always yeah. have haters, so I wouldn't even worry about them, brother. <laughs> Indeed. No doubt. So, gentlemen, right. God bless both of you. Tell your mom, Happy, she is such an angel. She is Give her my best for the new she, year and everything. She, she might Happy very well be on the call tonight because she was excited when she heard you was coming on. Man, she said, when I straight on, she said, now that's a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell your mother thank you. I was raised by nice parents, let's say so, and I think it came out pretty nice. I'm very happy with the results, too. Guys, have a blessed day. Thank you. And we'll be talking soon. Can't wait to be back on the air with you too, okay? Blue Absolutely. Pill, Peace out, buddy. Peace out. Salute to you, my brother. Peace. Salute. Long live Casper Holstein. Oh, yeah. Peace. Definitely a legend. Yes. A legend. So, yeah, family, you know, the wise thing would be to pull that brother's imagery up tonight. You know, if you got a printer, print a picture of him, of him out. Light a candle, go play them numbers for that uh, Powerball, you know, set it up on your altar. Do it how you do it, you know what I'm saying? Go with your heart and your intuition, whether it's a cup of water on your altar, 
it's a white rum. You know, some of y'all not be might not be into that. Do your prayers. Just recognize the ancestor. Allow the way to open with the aid and assistance of the very person whose back this entire industry was built upon. As you heard, he was a legend. He didn't deal with lack. You know what I'm saying? This is a brother that touched long paper in his days, and he made a way for 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 our people to eat. You know what I'm saying? And he came from my people's uh. Their birthplace, that soil, Saint Croix, you know what I'm saying? The, the 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 twin the twin islands, the twin cities. You know, Saint Croix, Saint Thomas. So um Yeah, let's 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 make it right. You feel me? So this this show was done in dedication to those that are interested in making it right and just needed a little back history on this entire uh phenomenon that we see. People are caught up in this Powerball fever, you know. And yeah, now you now you got a saint to call on. Yeah, now you, you got know? a saint to call on. Now you got some back history. Now you can you got, actually yeah, claim it and own it. Because yeah, we we don't we don't get a chance to touch this paper because we don't think we don't have anything to do with it, and we fall into conspiracy all of a sudden. Even if they're rigging it that imbuing energy that they have to get still comes from somewhere. So if they say in, in your language, if Allah is the best of plan is whether you replace that with God or whatever you want to replace it with, whatever name, whatever entity, whatever energy, you know, know that you got a hand in it as well. You know what I'm saying? Get yourself in line to channel them numbers, you know, and give us 10%. <laughs> show you how to do this, son. Cause I'm 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 turning the Billy the fifty Billy quick. I ain't gonna be one of them stories on uh <laughs> I ain't gonna be one of them uh what's the uh, T V one stories, not ain't uh uh-uh. Let me get that out the way quick. Let me show you how to turn one billion to a hundred. Like, eh. you know what I'm saying? I have so many geniuses that I would want to invest in, bring their talents to the forefront, take the world on. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, it's a crew of X Men. I don't need all you niggas. Like ten or fifteen wow. of us to make a run. For the ages, you know, turn this thing around. So, um, yeah, we don't do the dusty consciousness. Uh, uh-uh. mama getting a mama getting a, um a Enzo off the back, so you can get your memes ready already. <laughs> yeah, she was in mama front getting of Rari. mama getting yeah, she's she, getting a Rari and a Lambo off the off the break. She was in Miami taking flicks in front of the Rari and the Lambo. She said she, she killed AIDS. She does. She deserved that. Yeah, community's supposed yeah. to put a kitty together. That's like God yeah. Damn it. That's, that's like the price is right. You know what I mean? She's supposed to be able to choose from curtain one, two, or three. I mean, she did cure AIDS. Like, let's take this shit to international court. Like, you know what I mean? She did cure it. She's like yo. She wants a red Lambo. She's putting it on our shoulders, and we're just saying, family, cash the check. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just cash a check. Put a dollar in the kitty and get the lamb beat. You know. 
while you at it, throw in the uh, throw in yeah. some Philip. Philip means love of horses. Throw in some riding for the kids. She says she got the antidote and she got clients around the world. She needs to get to them as soon as possible because, you know, a lot of them are in dire straits and, you know, got one foot in the grave. She says she needs the fastest car and the fastest plane. So some TD Day shit, <laughs> she need the, the G4. She need the Bugatti. You heard? Like, why not? Why not? You got something moving quicker? Let her brother know. But mama need that to do what she need to do. She got the antidote, and the whole world need it. So, go run, tell that. If we're going to take these callers, what are we going to do? Is KT on the line? Or mama Bill, look for their number. Mm-mm. We got some callers, though. All right, I'll let the people. Mm-hmm. All right, call us from the 305 316. Peace, welcome to another last. Peace, peace to the gods, peace, peace to Red Um, Peace, peace God. Peace, peace to y'all, man. Um, I, I was, um, I, I had a couple questions for um, Brother um, Strahan, so I see he, he left the line and so on. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. You want to put no the doubt. questions on record? Because I'm sure they'll listen to this in the archives. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. The, the brother will be back on the program. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you'll definitely yeah. get the opportunity to uh, get those questions in. You know, more than likely we'll probably, yeah, we'll, we'll do a, a open line for number readings and questions and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's always fun. So we'll make that happen so Yeah, so right. good. Outside of that I'm just I'm just listening, brother. No doubt, family. Appreciate you. Peace. All right, call them from the two six seven four three eight. Peace. 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 Peace, Carl. Peace, what's up? Peace to the pills. How y'all this ass? What's good with y'all? All is well, man. Chilling, man. How you? What's good? Yes, sir. Now, I had a question for the brother, too, but, like, I already heard uh, <laughs> the answer. So I yeah, I want, to, I want him to drop drop a jewel on me for that. You know, I'm right close to y'all uh, two days after, uh, 75, November 16th. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I get to, I get mm-hmm. to talk to him. Uh, yeah, he, got I, 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 think, I, I say he got bars. I said he got bars. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Indeed, indeed. His whole reading was his whole reading was a hundred with with me and Blue. Hundred. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I was listening. I was listening. No doubt. I felt the energy. So mm-hmm. you already know. But I'm just listening yeah. to you know. You already know. What's What's good with you? Let the family know where they could. Get some of those pies at, man. Like, pies oh, be man. going around the world. Come on, so yeah. yeah. That's the game is global. Yeah. The pies need to be you, global, man. You, you're you one of the ones I'm talking about, man. Yeah, I touched oh. that power. When, when I touched that Powerball, I'm putting hey, 2.5 in them pies. We're going to get Patty yeah. and Run. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, man. Yo, speaking <laughs> about that, uh, the, the, uh, 
the Powerball joint. I'm thinking it was the night, so I went and played the Mega Millions. I played about five of them joints, so we might be closer than we think. You already? Yeah, yeah. I played it. I ain't, ain't checked the numbers yet. I'm gonna wait till tomorrow, but yeah, I'm gonna play tomorrow too. But you already know. Um, look, you better go you? to sleep seeing that money having already been made and you putting it into the PI. Like this is real talk. You know, visualization is key. You got to actually see yourself in that space and that place. You got to be able to taste that bread. Oh, indeed. But check this out, though, real quick. Hey, I had the numbers for um, December 17th of 2014. I had all the numbers. I think I told you, Blue, you might have forgot, but I had the numbers, and I didn't play that set of numbers when I walked into the, the damn 7-Eleven. I was in there for 15 minutes and didn't even play them set of numbers. I played all these other set of numbers. I got them all written oh. down my book. Real talk. This was on December 17th, 2014, two years ago. Oh, come on. Look, that's the when, when I come to New York, I'm going to show you all the book. I got it written in my book still. I played them numbers tonight, too, the same set. I ain't even going to front. That's but right. Yeah, yeah so. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what about the cheesecake? Um, I'm coming. I'm coming to New York. Uh, people Philly really pretty much know know my face anyway. I ain't got no uh, you know I'm I'm in the workings getting my my cards and my stickers and all that good stuff. So you know, but uh, yeah, they still they still chefing. They still around the city. Yeah, when you like coming to New York and 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 when are you set up in Philly where they could come see you when and where? Let them know. Well. Um, well, the cheesecakes is in the store, Atiola's on 45th and Baltimore Ave for the Philadelphia people. Um, in New York, I, I, I think I'm coming in January. Uh, I got to look at the schedule and see what, what's going on. But, um, so I ain't for certain with data. I think it's the 23rd and 24th of January. Hello? Yeah, we're here. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yes, I ain't got all the information yet on that, but okay. I'm around. I'm definitely around, though, you know what I'm saying? No doubt. Appreciate you, yeah. bro. Yeah, appreciate y'all right. for letting me get that out. So yeah. I'm going to continue to listen, and I'm going to see y'all soon. Okay, peace. Uh, peace. Family, speaking of January 23rd, that is the day that a memorial for Dr. Francis Crest Wilson has been set aside in Washington, D.C., at Howard, uh, Brother King Simon and the Straight Black Pride Movement. They have a, a a caravan, a bus, matter of fact. It's not even a caravan, but it's a bus heading out. 347, I think, 496-1022 is King Simon's number. You can contact him or visit his page on Facebook, King Simon or King Simon Productions. All right, just put him in a Google, pull a brother up, and... Get that information if you're in the tri-state area and you want to ride down. Um, I believe they're leaving in the early hours, and they'll be returning after 6 p.m. Okay, it's a $50 round trip, I believe, you know, and you get to be amongst your people with family. You know what I'm saying? Going to uh, D.C. to pay homage to the, the, the matriarch, the giant, all right? Yes, indeed. So, and the red and the blue will be in the DMV area on the 23rd, 24th weekend um, of January. We're going to be in Norfolk at the House of Consciousness. 
Yeah. All right? So that's going down the weekend of January 23rd, 24th. Later on that day, 3 p.m., we will be at D.C. in the morning. So we'll be in Virginia at night. I mean, in, in, in the later afternoon. In the afternoon. Yeah, to do this event. So definitely want to be in the building. It's a doubleheader, two-day event. One day red, one day blue. We got uh, plenty of jewels that we're bringing forth for the family, plenty of trees to store. So make sure that you're in the building. All right? Look forward to seeing you. Yeah, shout out brother yeah, Mike yeah. Black Panther wear. Yeah, shout out brother Mike Black Panther wear. Alright. Indeed. Yeah, so that's it for the callers. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So family the event in uh Miami was just phenomenal. It's no other way to put it. I think Lord Strayhorn summed it all up that I wish my mother was on the line or, or somebody else to reiterate that um when I get when I get into that grid, when I get to Miami, I, my whole physical features transform, you know, something and this has always happened. When I was knuckle dragging and everything, I always paid attention to the fact that when I got closer to the equator and that equatorial zone of, of you know, the southernmost tip of this continental drift that, that we also know is um is Africa, Kivilon I just start genetically mutating and, and, you know, my structure starts reconfigurating. You know what I'm saying? I become a different person. And, uh, you know, this time was no different. You know what I mean? I get a little bit more sophisticated and, uh, you know, my outlook is just very expansive. Uh, I think that it has a lot to do with all of those negative ions coming off the ocean. And, um, you know, just just being on that map, you know, surrounded by that indigenous energy and the history. So it was transformative. It was just magical. It was just so many doors swinging open. You know, we were stepping into so many portals and dimensions. It was just, oh, man. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was a movie. Right. Yeah. Hold on. If they giving Leonardo da Vinci golden globes for that one, I mean, I saw it. It was okay. Yeah, all right, the best scene. But if they're giving out golden globes for that, man, all I'm saying is just send a camera crew because it's a movie. It was. It was a movie. Mama tell you. Mama tell you straight up, like, oh, no, them, them boys, it was a movie. We was putting on for the for the family. You know, all I would say is this: when you're in, and, when you're and, in, when you know who you are, and you're in your proper persona, you know what I mean, and you step forth, left foot forward. You know, people will pay homage. Yeah, it's yeah, not even a hot you know, takeover. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They um. And we're not even talking about the family, you know, we're talking about a lot of people who you cast as your adversaries, you know what I'm saying? When you step yeah. to them people and you got the right energy and you're moving with the frequency, they bow down. And they be like opening yeah. doors and giving you shit. Not just figuratively open doors, but open wide doors to worlds and dimensions and treasures. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, the gods have returned. We acknowledge you here. 
You know, take yeah, this. Like this is yours. Is. We just we've yeah, been like yeah, we just been watching this shit, waiting for you. Waiting for you, you know? like returning treasures. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, got, I don't I know what nobody else in Miami been doing, but <laughs> the way that we cleaned you know up in a few days going down there, I'm like, oh, this shit wide open. Like, they like, like we never seen. Exactly. We're talking about Lincoln Road at an antique vintage show where you have people from like uh, Lloyd Strayhorn said, a global audience, a global market. So you have actual um, merchants and actual vendors from the countries that these, uh, you know, from different countries, Ecuador, Brazil, uh, other parts of America, Jamaica, you know, and you had treasure hunters there. Like this wasn't, this is the same grandma's uh, antique show on Lincoln Road. Like, let's you know, let's be clear. Yeah, they, they might not understand what Lincoln Road is. This this is you know this is the Tax Fifth Avenue. Yeah, facts. Yeah, when you see Miami and you see opulence and you see uh, Savoir Faire and other things, but you also see tropical. Lincoln Road is a, is a jewel. You know, so the quality of what was taking place out there was of a different level. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and yeah, that was that was an adventure. You know, it, it's worth noting, and um, it was very re- rewarding. But the best reward and the best adventure is standing in front of our people in Little Haiti. You know, which is a total wow. different spectrum, but just and as rich, City. just as powerful. You know, Carroll City. We was we was we was with the family at um. At our event, you know, at the Tocosi Center, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. You know what I'm saying? I'm just blown away by the art that Miami possesses, you know, the the, the artistic integrity of what it is that we was able to participate and be a part of. You know, shout out to the organizers, shout out to the attendees, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the people in the city of, of Miami. Yeah, and I was saying salute to everybody that came through. It was mad. It was love. You know what I'm saying? It was so many people that we've been, you know, building with throughout the years. You know what I mean? Just in different circles to see everybody come together that night. Yes. You know, it was it was love. Yes. The, the baby people, that came through. People, yeah, the, young the people guys, that we've been guys. able to touch across the the world. You know, via these platforms. You know, and we always come back with a renewed sense of purpose, and um, it, it it reminds us of how important this assignment is. You know what I'm saying? And to take nothing for granted. So, yeah. I, I'm totally to in full acknowledgement. Yes, because that's the reward. That's like opening up the pearl, you know, or opening up the show, and the pearl is there. It's actually meeting people whose lives you are touching and you are influencing. It's the face-to-face. It's the actual interaction. You know, remember, yes. everything that we're doing is done in cyberspace. It still, it still has, uh, it's still part of that cyberspace, that Android meme, you know what I mean? But the real, th- the real, you know, factor is that personal interaction. The currency is, you know, 
and that's that that's the reward right there. You know, it doesn't nothing else matters after that. That's the reward right there. Just the the personal building aspect, the face to face meeting young children like babies. You know, I have children. I got babies too. And knowing that I'm influencing babies, my mother and my brother and my other brother and everybody, you know, so it it's, it, it touched me. You know, I was touched, you know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, that's what we're seeing everywhere that we go. It's not a secret, but it's, it's beautiful just seeing the beautiful people, the powerful people, the intelligent people, the gifted, talented, you know, uh, uh, enthusiastic people that are being touched by the information from all of the teachers, all of the scholars, this whole movement, you know, we're doing, we're really guiding, like we're really going super duper, you know, like this, this is history in the making, make no mistake about it. You know, this, this is, it's an ongoing production, you know, it's only getting better. It's getting clearer. You know what I mean? And more swavy. Is that what they call it now? Swag wavy? Swavy. So Miami reminded me of the power of art. Family, you have to make it to the Wynwood art section, right? Especially those of us who are pets. Oh, man. That is a beautiful area to be at if you are a creative, artistic um image driven, mythological yeah. thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm just floored, you know, I've already told you before this year and it began, even you know, what I experienced in Detroit, just yes. the being re inaugurated into the artistic paradigm. You know, my, 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 my time on Instagram, you know, I'm going through the wormhole just seeing all these melanated artists, you know, which reminds me this weekend at the Schomburg Center family, they have a, a black comic book convention, quote unquote, you know what I mean? But yes, carbonated, uh, melanated, uh, comic book convention this weekend, I believe it's free. It's at the Schomburg, y'all look it up. You know what I'm saying? Get the details, do some, a little bit of legwork, but if you're in a tri-state, do your best to be there. I'm headed back to New York right now to attend it or out of state my ass in Atlanta. Shout out to the family and the A. That's a whole nother magical story that I had one of the most amazing days ever talking about. It's the gifts that don't, they just opening up treasure trolls, man. I, 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 Life begins bro. at 40. I got to coin that. That was it right there. You know, life begins at forty, man. That's the conversation that we're beginning to have with the family to say, look, everything that they said about this forty-year-old, this mastery at forty thing, this master mason, this degree, fam, is true. You talk about the, yeah. <laughs> Once I start producing the gems and, and you start seeing the production go into full force, you understand. And I'm not doing this to stunt. I'm just saying, I just want to share my art. You know what I'm saying? I'm an artist through and through at the end of the day, from the music to the jewelry to the, to the you know, to the poetry, to the, to the, to the fashion, to the artwork, to the, to the beverages, to the label, to the marketing. You know what I'm saying? All of that is just all fits under the banner of art. 
you know, it's my art. So I, I'm just honored to be able to share art that inspires and, and opens up, you know what I'm saying, areas of imagination, you know, facilitates imagination, you know what I'm saying? I'm just so honored. Like, we put a, a video up just yesterday, and it got 10,000 views on Brother Rich's channel. You know, that that's art, you know what I'm saying? Like, how we're speaking, what we're speaking on, giving different perspectives, you know what I'm saying? Not dealing with the contrapositive, but talking with the logic. You know, shout out to Buddha Clinks. That's an artistic way to come up with solutions in real time. You know what I'm saying? Change the way that you see things. Change your your, your the way that you reason. It becomes solution-based. You know what I'm saying? We were sent to this planet to, to solve problems, and we can do it. You know, in, in every waking moment, it, it's not outside of the scope of our reality. You know, we just have to believe these things about ourselves to come into the full knowing of self. And that's that's what my message, that's what my life represents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, you know, I could tighten some things up, and I will tighten them up. Like the brother said, it's an introspective year, but, you know, by any and every means, you know what I'm saying? I intend to live my life to the fullest, you know, and share that experience so it can help others, you know, do the same. You know what I'm saying? I want for myself what I want for my brother and my sister. You know what I'm saying? And and that's just what it is. Facts. So I'm 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 just I'm stoked by this whole forty year old uh reality, you know, of, of coming into you know, just a full realization, man. I met an artist last night, Red, at a Tassili spot. Yeah. It's young sis young sister. She's twenty two. Oh my god. Master. Mama tell you. She the one that told me. <clears throat> and I was like, all right, let me see. I was like, Whoa Yo, full I wanna talk about like Eight foot canvases like filmatic, retarded, retarded. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Just the creativity that I see bubbling to the surface. The artists that I've seen on Instagram, the young ones. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 an art based world. Every everywhere that I'm everywhere that I'm going, it's just art movements. You know? Yeah, I went on an art walk in Miami on right after I lecture. I went on an art walk the art walk in Wynwood and I went to Wynwood Walls. Fam, we this shit is upstairs. I'm talking about you need to go there and let your imagination run wild. These walls and these artistic districts, you know, these are the models. The, the these are the models that we need to incorporate when we take our cities and our small towns. And our the areas that we begin to re uh uh furbish, I don't even want to call it right. appropriate. And we put it we put our our thing down. Now, they're an example, but going to your area, you know that art, like we said it before, art appreciates value. In Wynwood, there's not graffiti out there, there's murals, it's a different. Okay, there's people that do graffiti, then there's people that do murals. Okay, like shit done changed, you know, that's an upgrade. 
So that place is done with murals, and there's not a feeling of lack out there. There's a feeling of abundance. These are not starving artists, you know what I mean? These are not dope fee artists laying out there with homeless dogs shaking hats, okay? These are these are millennials and other people that are utilizing the power of the image. So imagine if we had an art district. Imagine when we get an art district or an enclave of warehouses and places that we own and then we begin to put our iconography and our artwork from the plethora of talented artists that are amongst that are amongst us, assign them to do the murals. This is how you bring. Like Wynwood used to be a rundown area where you pro, you most likely could get robbed by some wild arawaks or Bodhi cans. Okay, they'll come out of the water on you. But now. This place is an art district that has, they put the kibosh, they bodied the beach. Like South Beach is like an old bad episode of Baywatch. It's plastic. It's like, this shit is like a crop. It's a, it's a propped up set. And there's no life there. There's no life. Everybody's in Wynwood. So we need to start creating districts like that. Go ahead and Google it and check it out. Um, you know, these are ideas that we could definitely incorporate. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, W-Y-N-W-O-O-D. That's how you spell it, right? Yes, sir. Shout out to Big yeah, Teach. Family. Shout out to my brother, Big Teach. Oh, Big man. Teach, one. You know, that's my ace, my day one. He got his food truck out there, man. When we, you know, we went to high school with this brother, and you know we we had some drama with dudes in the projects across the street from from the uh, high school. Then his brother let his ratchet go. Ended up getting a bid, you know, doing a stretch. I think what ten years. Five. Okay, five. Yeah. You five know, this is around the same time that uh, Rashid A. Rashid was up north. You know, brother came home. He was in Miami. We came down there in Miami when I met him. When we when we first got down there, he was, because he was chefing when he was up north. He was a chef. So he came home, and he was doing a chef thing at Red, at Red Lobster. And uh, we was balling, you know. So <laughs> we came and got him out of Red Lobster on some Tony Montana shit with, with Tony was chefing. Yeah, he's like, yeah, come on, son, we about to get it in. That's how we was doing the beach in the early 2000s, um, and we was just going crazy out there. And we, we introduced him, yeah, we introduced him to some movers and shakers in that town. He ended up getting a position with Uncle, with Uncle Luke and ended up becoming... Pitbull's manager when Pitbull was still on the show over at Luke Records, and he took him to TVT because he had a relationship with Little John. And next thing you know, you know the rest is history, of course. Yeah. 
So nah, Teach had a movie. His life, his yeah, shit is a movie. Yeah, his shit is a movie. So Teach had his run, put mad people on, and 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 Miami. This was before the Rick Rosses, before the babies, before the Little Waynes. You know, when before Miami BMF. was before BMF, before all of that. You know, Big Teach was putting the kibosh down. You know what I mean? And he did his entire run with Pitbull in the industry. And you know now, of course, Pitbull is an international star, got his own New Year's special show. You know what I mean? So Teach left the music industry and went back to his – because he's a family man and he wanted to be near his family. So now he's back to doing food. His thing came full circle. Now he got a food truck doing doing what he loves. Yeah, and he's doing film, you know what I'm saying? And this is another example, of course, like we said, and his brother's from the streets of Brooklyn, Flatbush, Brooklyn, same area we're from, you know, went up through all the hardships, fell forward, you know what I'm saying, did the big, came home, changed his life around, never looked back, you know. You know, every person who you think is the person to know, you got him on speed dial, you know what I mean? But he's the most humble person ever. You know what I mean? A relatable person that you can reach out and touch. You know what I mean? And, um, he ain't that humble. Yeah, yeah. Don't cross him. Don't make that mistake. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's, it's just an honor, you know, like I said, in, in real in real life, in real time, to see these real stories that are part of our story ultimately. And, yeah, so Miami was like a homecoming. You know what I'm saying? You know, I have so many memories. I have so much energy tied into, you know, my MIA experiences. You know, so that's where I began my journey. Yeah, started my journey that I'm on right now. I didn't initially start it, but I started my. It was my. It was my experiences in Miami that put me in Harlem. Right, and that was 2005. You know, and I was coming to New York in your in your aid to help you with a situation, and we were turning 30. Right, and yep. I met the mother of Amir. I met Amir's mother in Las Vegas at the Magic Show. Right, so you know the the, right. the magnetism, the energy was like, nah, just go to New York. So I abandoned the whole Miami thing. Here it is, you know, but working with Pitbull, working with Duo Live, you know what I mean, recording and documenting Duo Live, you know, recording and documenting Pitbull, styling Pitbull, and then getting into merchandising with Pitbull, going on tour with them, it gave me the courage now because I came from the streets. When they, when they, when they brought me down from New York, flew me down and hired me, put me on the team, you know, they were like, we're going to do this so you don't got to do the street thing. Because in 2003, you know, we was getting it how we lived. And, and you know, you know, it was the original swipers and stuff like that. But that's the culture. So that gave me the courage to have my own clothing line. That gave me the, the know-how and the inside, with the inside knowledge on how to produce and manufacture you know what I mean? And it set the groundwork for everything that I'm doing, you know, and um, 
when I touched New York, the energy was so strong that I, I, you know, I couldn't leave. And I'm here today. And as a result of that, 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 that resilience and that dedication, you know, and that vision, following that vision, you feel me? Because I dropped everything. We was living in a mini mansion, you know what I'm saying, in uh, in a design district, the same area that's like Wynwood that I was talking about, but this area is uh, higher in the tax bracket. Multi-millionaires is over there with met with mini mansions and mansions. We was I was we was all my my dudes was Naya Bengi rosters with long dreads, Brooklyn cats, young dudes. You know what I mean? But they was doing the knowledge. And I saw the lifestyle of living conscious, being independent, being your own boss, being, you know what I mean, having bankrolls, having bread, selling your own intellectual property, you know what I mean, like, and, and, and having a reward system set up for that. I doubt that interested me. You know, they showed Indeed. me that you don't got in lack. You don't have to live in lack to be conscious. You was living in uh, Tony Montana's. I was, you know what I mean, like, not that big of a mansion, but believe me, it was it was impressive. You know, and this was all through independent music, no illegal activities, nothing illicit. It was set up, the structure was set up like a corporate industry structure was set up. So only this time I, I learned how people could be independent and you don't need a label and you will make enough money to grow your business and to actually become very successful on the musical on the music scene. These brothers went to the top. You could look them up on um YouTube. They was fabulous they was on tour with Fabulous and Wu Tang, the RZA, Ghostface, you know. Right. So uh they say they judge you by the company that you keep, you know what I mean? And everybody around me is supernovas. Not not just stars. Supernovas. Solar systems, you know, Thanks. and it's it's just a beautiful time, you know. To be alive, yeah. Um, but we still growing, we still learning. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's I guess that's the most beautiful part of it all is that you can only get better, you know. So. That's that's you know for the most part, man. That's our message, and you you can touch it too. You know that Powerball is is not out of nobody's reach. You know what I'm saying? No it's a dollar in a dream, two dollars in a dream, literally. You know what I mean? If 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 the knuckle drag drag unconscious people could randomly hit the shit, somebody can hit it. You know what I'm saying? Why not you? Yeah, why not you? Why not you? Why you? Yeah, why you can't be the tripwire even if they rig it? It's a series of numbers. You just gotta guess the right ones. Channel that shit. Call on your ancestors, grandma, granddaddy, your your uncle who played the numbers, your nana who did, whoever. Get that shit in. Use your system, whatever that system is, for all of the stops now. You heard? Call us from the 703-593. Peace and welcome to Another Ledge Radio. Yeah. 
Hello. Greetings. Peace. Hello. Peace. Uh, I was just listening, but uh, I I always enjoy you guys, and it's been a great show, and I'd just like to say thank you. Well, you're you. welcome. Thank you welcome. for listening. Thank you for taking time. Appreciate you. Always. Do they have Powerball where you at? I've already played today. There we go. Uh, Thank right. you. And, put and put, put, your, put that card. Put that card. I'm going to win and share with the community. Yes, indeed. Put that card in the most special place in your house. You know, whatever is the, 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 the pinnacle place that you revere the most. You know what I'm saying? Treat it as such. And um, hopefully it will yield you a return. They're so astronomical, you know, but that's exactly what you deserve. So we want to give thanks. Uh, thank you. Indeed. All right, we got another caller. Yeah. Hi, guys. My question. Y'all can hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. Um... In regards to numbers, was it developed before the 30s, this um, lottery system? Because they did a movie called Hoodlum that talked briefly on the, the lottery system. Well, did you just you just tuned in to the show? Yeah, I very late. I, I didn't really get into Okay, it. yeah. The show will be over in a little while. I suggest okay. that you uh, replay it because Lloyd Strayhorn comes in right in the beginning and he gets right into it and he gives oh, you okay okay he gives you yeah. an entire yeah an entire detailed history as to where they started and who started it and it started with a, a brother out of St. Croix named Casper Holstein a brother out of St. Croix who was a janitor that worked on Wall Street at the Wall Street Journal in particular and he started piecing numbers together because he was interested in the daytime trading and um, as a result, yeah, he came up with this system. He brought it uptown, and that became the number game. So, yeah, check out the story because, you know, he gives a lot more detail. He's a lot better storyteller than I am. Okay? Okay. All right, one, one thing I will say, um, I'm not sure if people still play lottery today, but everybody knows it's heavily controlled now. I mean, if we were controlled, yes. it would be different. But right, we, today, get it. we get it, brother. All right, good. We can dig it. All right. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that lotto. Dollar in the dream. Yes, sir. So what else about so, the you want to talk about, you want to share with the family? Or is there anything else, Miami, that you would share? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's it for now. Uh, there's footage coming out. Um, my mother, for the first time ever, debuted the original copy of the article. It was submitted originally to the Amsterdam News and ultimately to the Village Voice. And this was the article, this was the ad which uh, she created. And my her cousin typeset, and this ad was advertising the fact that AIDS has now been cured, and it was advertising 
the uh, Usher Herbal Research Institute out of Brooklyn, New York, which comprised of my mother, Dr. Sebi, and my aunt. And um, this was a result of the fact that they realized that they haphazardly were curing AIDS. And they were saying, you know, the media and everybody else was saying that hey, this, this disease is incurable, which is a false. So she brought that, that ad out, which is if, if a piece of paper is worth a trillion dollars, that would be that piece of paper because that paper ultimately led to the court case because once she placed the ad, the Attorney General of New York at the time, Mr. Robert Abrams, contacted them and told them that they had to pull the ad or they were going to proceed with uh, legal action. And they refused to pull the ad, so they proceeded with legal action. And this resulted in uh, Dr. Sabi, you know, defending his claims in the Supreme Court of New York State by producing 77 witnesses. And he defended himself, you know, <laughs> he stood on his Morris jurisprudence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's for the suckers out there. Yeah, uh huh. So he stood on his Morris jurisprudence and defended himself in a case where he was trying to take his head and his nuts simultaneously. And not only did he hold on to his nuts, but you know he established, you know, once and for all, uh, uh, a system, a path of freedom for melanated people to practice indigenously with their biomineral self-food. You know, you can call it medicine, you can call it whatever you want, but it was selectric self-food. And it's what you're guaranteed. And, and so just like Drew Ali brought our people back a nationality, Dr. Sabi restored your diet in the court of New York, which set a, a precedent all around the country. You know what I'm saying? And thus, you have what you have today. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) This whole vegan explosion is built on the backs of, uh, and this whole natural path and all of that other stuff that, uh, you know, is is blossoming into a multi-billion dollar, if not trillion dollar industry. You know what I'm saying? Some humble people right on Flatbush and Pacific you know, at a very sighted location that they built the Barclays centers on and they left the roof rust-colored, you know, as exposed iron, paying homage and showing that the elite absolutely know what that location was and what was done there because when Sabi first opened it, he called it the Ogun Center, okay? Paying homage to... Yeah... Paying homage to the god of iron and the Yoruba um, pantheon because iron was the mineral, plant-based iron was the mineral that he was using to restore the body's biochemistry back, you know, to to its uh, proper homeostasis where it's able to cure itself because 98% of the population is iron deficient, especially our people, and we're malnutrition and we're dehydrated. So, you know, iron 
in the form of the Maya liquid is, you know, what they was using to defy all of the odds. And they had to change the name because, you know, all of the religious Christian folk in Brooklyn was getting scared. They didn't want to come there because of the name, you know. So he ultimately changed it to the Usha Herbal Research Institute. And the rest of it is, is legendary history. But, uh, yeah, the Tempest Citizens, they know, and they pay homage. And they built the Barclays right on top of it. And Jay-Z got his store built directly on top of where the uh, Institute was at. So all of this is governed under bars. All of this is all 44 coming full and that's circle. Also where, you know I mean? Yeah, that's also where Harriet Alter Eagle was at, too, in that location. Yeah. Harriet's was at the, the same location. Living. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's been with the same, you know, with that energy, too. Yes, indeed. So, you know, she brought forth that piece of uh, historic, uh, that historic artifact that belongs in a museum, one of our own museums somewhere in the future it will be. And, um, you know, she did a phenomenal job, as she always does, you know, doing what she does, kicking the truth. I got into my lecture, Red got into his, KT had a movie, of course, you know, KT, how he do, you know what I'm saying? Movie! Um, and the family was just dynamic. It was just beautiful, seeing the beautiful people, you know what I mean? I met the brother who played on the Indiana um, college, no, high school basketball team. This is the team that changed basketball forever. But Oscar Robinson was part of this team. And the brother, I got it on tape, he gave me the whole breakdown about how they broke the color barrier lines in Indiana and made, quote, unquote, you know, basketball what it is today in regards to it being a melanated game. So I got gems, man. I got, and I met a brother today. Oh, my God. Or oh, I ran into an elder that, um, you know, he's a legend and a half. You know what I'm saying? This brother has relocated to Atlanta. He's in Edgewood now. You know what I'm saying? But I remember meeting his brother when he was in New York, you know, and uh, he had, he was near uh, World Trade Center on Church Street. You know what I'm saying? And he had one of he had the very first African scented store to come into the United States. He established it. He's had seven locations set up in New York. You know what I mean? The most illmatic African artifacts that you've ever seen he has in his store. You know what I mean? Jewelry, beads, clothing, mm. everything like figurines. Yeah, he just, he's been there for six months. You know what I mean? I got a chance to go to, um, to, to what you call it, uh, to the West End, you know what I'm saying? To, um, the new spot that they got, you know what I mean? And they just Mm -hmm. opened. So I'm meeting all of these new melanated businesses that are just opening their doors the elder was in Lithonia prior to this. He was in a mall. He said the people wasn't ready for him. They were selling some Christian shit. So he just came to Edgewood, 
said the store ain't big enough for him to bring all this stuff in. When I'm son, when I'm telling you he got artifacts, mm. the threads that he got are so mean that you can totally you can catapult a function when you step in there looking debonair. Mm. The 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 snakes, the lizards, the antelope skins. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post footage. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna post footage. I'm gonna get the family down there. But Viva La Vegan, okay? It's on 1265 Lee Street. This is in the West End family. This is family out of Detroit. They're relocated to the A, got it popping. They have an affordable vegan spot. And I'm telling you, they're putting the soul in the food. Oh. Monstrous, bro. Monstrous. That's family. Yeah, you know, the majority of these places, like the Detroit family showing us love, like, yo, you blue pill? You know what I mean? It, it was just a family atmosphere in there. Him and his sister, you know, um, got to do some big things. I got to come back to the A, man. The A is, is popping. Everywhere is popping. This whole place is popping. The grid is popping. Yeah, it's popping everywhere. <laughs> It's popping everywhere, for real. Miami's popping, Detroit is popping, Atlanta's popping, Philly's popping, New York is popping, Cali's popping, like everywhere's on everywhere's lit. You know. So we look forward to putting more dates on the calendar and going to more states. You know what I mean? Building more bridges. Uh, doing more presentations and workshops, you know what I'm saying? Because believe me, fam, when you see when 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 you get with all four of us to bring it to the table as a collective, you know that's a meal right there. You get a whole bunch of pills. You know, that's a complete meal. So, you know. What's up? Yeah, so let, let's let's wrap this up. I got some things. I got business to take care of. The song you want to leave everybody with? Blue. Uh, blue lines. Let me see. Yeah. My bad. There you go. Um, solar activation. You know, my soul has been activated. Facts. So, the project is getting wrapped up, family. Whew. Let's get to it. You know what I'm saying? This is it right Everything. here. So, yeah, I mean, Lloyd, talk, Lloyd said it. So, you don't yeah, have to. Yeah, he said it. You know, no, I ain't ever going to. Nah, I mean, Lloyd laid it down, you know. We're going to have talks about the Abedji and some other things as we move further into the cycle. But, um, you know, he definitely laid it out to put it out there playing, you know. So that's what it is. And these are the demonstrate. This is what he's talking about. This is the demonstration or this is the fruits of that labor. 
you know. So um, I look forward to seeing the family uh, on Friday show. You know what I mean, it's gonna be another classic. We got some classics Love already class. lined up. Shit, another like, classic. We got about ten classics in the clip just lined up. Not to mention the ones that's already in the archive, locked and loaded. You know, classics. We're about to start putting these shows yeah. on YouTube. Look out for that. Yeah, family. You know what I mean? That donation button is, is still lonely. P-Morpheus at Gmail yeah. is where you can make the donations. You know, I know that we're in abundance right now, but let's reciprocate it and make it all make sense. You feel me? This is a labor of love, but don't take advantage. Kingscounty.bigcartel.com. Showgobiz.com. Get your liquid yes, gold. Yes. Get your liquid silver. Your liquid platinum, the trifecta. Let's step it up. You know what I'm saying? Get into our higher selves. Uh, MyPowerPieces.com. A new line coming very soon. We're also taking personal inquiries into the investment situations we have going on in early February, you know, at the uh, Rocket Mineral Show in Tucson. So you can email us at ktlempowerment at gmail.com, you know. Um, yeah, big things are gone. And uh, I'm still making Seamoth deliveries and working on a site to get the shipping together. But that's coming in a heartbeat. All right. So I look forward to it. You know, hopefully you look forward to it as well. You know what I mean? And let's get this thing, let's keep this thing progressively moving forward. Peace. Cheers. Yo. Shit is amazing. The manipulation. They literally got Mr. Racing in heavy rotation across the nation. Man, I can't take it with these stations. Playing oversaturation and lower aspirations. Solar activation. Ola maturation got me investigating. Living up to my expectations. Living for the next generation. Living for the ending of my appellations. Patience is a virtue. Hating only hurts you. The bright light glares, the hair. In and out of here. Shit. Greatness is the turtle. It took a while to appear. You gotta earn it. Never out of fear. Blood, sweat, and tears is the hurdles that you gotta clear. Or adjournment, you outta here. Life will curb you. The day that you rest in peace, it won't disturb you. But until then, it's building, till it murks you. Depression is killing our children, so hurtful. They popping pills and drinking ill blends. Or the purple, pics on social and sniffing cocoa. Sipping YOLO in a circle, passing big blunts. Kept so many enemies close, huh. he became the tenth one. Young pimping, playing high post with your eyes closed, sipping with models, listening to convos, and the Mr. Rivals who want to hit Lotto, come up with your number, run up on your Hummer with the cocaine seat, lightning and thunder, OKC, the drugs got you slumbered, no wonder when you slumber, with eyes closed, you dream of walking tight ropes, one slip up and it's done, you only live once, your eye know. Life is a bitch, you got swallowed by the game She got a big hunt in a tight hole She had a kid once, then she got life old 
But the cycle continues She keeps you on the menu And swallows them in vain Hansel and Gretel Dancing with devils in tight clothes And some ill fronts In a condo on Biscayne I got invited to a meal once Fancy restaurant that was real plush Up an echelon The place where they get the deals done The real ones The ones if you break your word They break you in ways you never heal from The ones where they're safe on a plate when the meals come Ones like Sparks Where Paulie got sparked while in park John Gotti got that deal done The crime he made his meals from Some of y'all will remember that Some of y'all was real young In the lobby I was met by a god body Working for the Illuminati you're the real one. He said, don't feel wrong. I got to pat you down for concealed arms and listening devices. You can't take a word. Some advice, kid, these jits will leave you lifeless with the slightest sign of betrayal. His name was Ray from the Bay, residing in Vallejo. He told me keep Christ in my life, remain faithful. He seen vice in the night that'll make your face blue. I said, thank you. I fell in there looking debonair. Heavy stairs for my debutante, a mainstay. Gloria Esteban was on the main stage. I got inside on the table they had. Mountains of Yayo, Hebony Ebony Dawson, snorting bait. Face looking like Tusker elephants off of Louis Trunks and nothing but their pumps. They was truly jumps. Some with their booties pumped, others truly plumped. Shit, I want to screw me one. But business first, what y'all want to do? The constable said, get comfortable, let me take your coat. You still got a ways to go. Shit, they'll send their favorite hoe to come for you. Please be advised, she's the number two. 